Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Kayla Smith, vocalist for the band The Scars Heal in Time, a band consisting of Kayla, her sister Taylor on drums, and Tyler on guitar. The band's latest EP, Unidentified, is recently released, featuring the singles Grip, In Your Flame, and I'm About to Break. With Matt, Kayla chats about how long she's been playing and writing music with her sister, and about the band's origins. They dip into tour life, their influences, and the idea behind making a live performance video for the single Grip. And so, from some notes on the album's cover art, to some more facts about Kayla and the band, here's presenting Matt Storm and Kayla Smith. And welcome to another episode of Autographs. I am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my guest this week is Kayla Smith from The Scars Heal in Time. Kayla, thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. Um, so um, when I first got your EP unidentified, I immediately emailed uh, Shauna and said that I wanted to speak to you guys because I love this EP. Um, it reminds me of some of my favorite bands from the mid-2000s, and so I was super stoked to, to talk to you guys about it. Um, so you're in this band. You're the singer and guitarist, correct? Correct, yes. And then your sister is the drummer. Yes. And then you have a bassist as well, who is not your sister. Um, well, we actually, we have a, another guitar player. We have a lead guitarist. Oh, okay. Um, and then live, we just, because we have like, like I mean, you said you listen to the EP, so we mm -hmm. have electronic elements mm -hmm. in our music. Um, so we run tracks, and um, we run a bass track as well. Because we used to have a bass player. I mean, we've had like a constant lineup change, but we used to have a bass player, Um but they left, and we really didn't know what to do. We couldn't find anybody to replace that person um, in the time frame that we needed because we were leaving for tour like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, crap. I don't know what to do. So, um, yeah, we actually ended up running bass tracks, and it's been working really well. So that's what we're doing for now. Is the, is the hope to get, uh, once you're done with tour, to maybe get a, uh, an actual live bassist? Yeah, I mean that would be the hope. I really like the um, like the look of a four-piece band on mm -hmm. stage, because um, you know I like to be in the middle. I like to be front and center. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know we're just kind of we're not really rushing anything right now. It's kind of just if we find the right person and if it fits, then then that's cool. But we're not trying to force anything. Oh, that makes sense. Um, talking a little bit about the EP Unidentified, um, you have three music videos out for it currently, correct? Correct. Um, and so the latest one, I believe, is is it in your flame or grip the latest one? Grip is technically the latest one, and it's I mean it is a music video, but it's kind of just I mean it's it's a live music video, mm -hmm. so it's not really like the same. I wouldn't say it's the same thing as like our other two music videos, but we wanted to do something a little bit different with this one since we already did put out the two music videos. So. And so was that was there this. Um, Talk a little bit about the creation of Grip and how, since it's a live uh, video, is it taken from multiple live performances? Did you just focus in on one live performance to record? 
Yeah, so we um, we took a photographer out with us on um, the last tour that we did. His name is Jordan Lindley. Mm-hmm. And um, we took him out, and he just kind of captured um like some behind the scenes moments he uh works for glam time media and he does um like these little video issues of um like bands on tour and stuff like that too he's done a bunch of different bands did city of the week mm-hmm. um and he has one coming out for us as well so he was already out with us capturing a bunch of behind the scenes moments for his own issue and we were like well we should make a live music video um and so he was taking pictures and taking video at every show um, and then just hanging around with his camera trying to capture just like the day-to-day life of being on the road and what we go through and us goofing off and just so pe- like the fans could see like like what we go through to come to their city and like like just it just felt like it was more personal and more like, like people would get to see like what we really are, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of how it went. He just was out there at every show taking videos. So that's why, I mean, you can see in the video, my shirt changes every once in a while. And... <laughs> <laughs> the magic yeah. of editing. Right. Um, and so uh, for the other, but for the other two music videos you have, you guys have a, a great sense of cinematography. There's a narrative to them. Um, mm-hmm. For the other two videos, where did the idea for the narratives for each video come from? Is this just something that you'd kind of pre-storyboarded or you, you know, someone else had the idea or the director led on that? Like, how did that come to pass? So um, the director that we worked with for our other two mu- music videos was John Volpine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has done music videos for like the Backstreet Boys and Drowning Pool and like really big names. Um, so we reached out to him just because we really liked his work and um, just wanted to see if there was like any chance that we could get someone like that to work with us. And he was like super stoked about it. Once we sent him the music, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm so down. And he... Um, him and his uh i guess it'd be like his assistant um kevin pabone um they came to dallas when we shot our i'm about to break music video Mm -hmm. um and you know we really wanted to this was like this is our new music um we kind of wanted to like take make a serious video and do like a lot of band performances in the video that's why the first like the first video is just like a performance video right um and we we just wanted to be like all right like this is the new band this is us this is like our new image we have going on this is our new sound and um so that's why we chose um a performance video for the first one just to kind of showcase like that um and then for the second video um, we kind of weren't sure like which song to choose. Cause we, we all go back and forth between, you know, which one's the next single or which one's our favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's always changing. And, um, so we kind of reached out to John. We we're like, well, what do you think? And got multiple opinions from people. And we decided that in your flame would be the next one. And then Taylor and John really, um, communicated back and forth a lot about the plot for this video. And we wanted to make it a serious video. Uh, we wanted to like hit a bunch of topics on that, um, that would reach a lot of people and that people would, um, like, like connect to and feel very deeply towards, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we chose like the drugs and the domestic violence. Um, and I mean, the song is just kind of about like 
being with somebody who brings out the worst in you. Like some of the lyrics are, um, you made a liar out of me. You inspire the darkest side of me. Mm -hmm. So it's just like somebody who like you want to be with more than anything, but they're just like toxic and it's just like ruining you. And you see those negative parts of them coming out in you. Um, so we decided to do the video, um, and just like go totally hardcore with it. And like, whatever we were like talking about like the brutal like the murder scene and everything like i don't know like this is too much this might be a little too graphic for some people um and originally like they wanted to go even more with it i was like we should maybe like take it just like down a notch because john likes (laughs) to do a lot of horror stuff like that's like one of his side things that he is like all about um so he was like totally into it and it was it was getting crazy like my sister we have um two great danes and my sister was like we should have the dogs like covered in blood and like ripping them apart i was like okay guys okay let's let's take it down (laughs) um but yeah so um we just kind of wanted to portray like that moment of like you like taking your life back for yourself and cutting the negative ties and like you are like moving forward in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, but then obviously we wanted to include like the, um, the hotline numbers for the domestic violence and the drug abuse lines. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was a big collaboration between us and John and, um, we work really well together and he's actually like a really good friend of ours now. It's not just like a business relationship. It's very like personal and he's really, he's one of our close friends. So it's really cool. That's awesome. That's really cool to connect with someone on such a level that you respect their work and then be able to develop a friendship after, out of that. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's always a really cool thing. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that. You were talking about your lyrics, and let's talk about the songwriting a bit. Um, so when you guys are putting a song together, is it you and your sister working on it together? Do you kind of put something together and then pitch it to the rest of the band? Like, how does the process go? So I am, like, the worst ever um i i procrastinate like nobody's business and it's terrible um i'm like all right we're going to the studio in six months like i should start writing and then it's like all right we're going to the studio in two months i should really start writing and then it's like a week before we're the studio and i like i just get this like severe writer's block like i don't know i don't know how to break through it i don't know like what happens or what causes it but like I just can't do anything. And then like something clicks and it'll be like, literally like I'm about to break. We were, we were driving to the studio. We were on our way Mm -hmm. and I wrote it. Oh wow. So it was like, it was just like, it's, I have no idea, but it, it, I, I am the one who does the writing. Um, I usually go off separate and, um, just like sometimes it'll start with lyrics. Like I have a whole, like, uh, list in my phone of notes that are just like random words or phrases that I hear people say or I hear like during the day and I just like jot it down in my phone um, and I have like a million voice memos of like melody ideas and guitar parts that I like um, and so sometimes I'll just go and I'll just kind of like listen through those and see if anything like stands out um, and sometimes I'll just be sitting there like messing around like playing covers and then I accidentally end up writing a song. It's all very, like, just happens really naturally. And um, there's, like, no real process for me. 
I wish I could figure a process to be a lot less stressful for me if I could just be like, okay, this is how I do it. But uh, yeah, no, it's very in my own time randomly it happens but i'll i'll put something together and once i kind of start to get like the bones of a song and like a verse and chorus um then i'll call taylor and she'll come in and i'll be like right this is what i got and she'll tell me if it sucks or if it's good (laughs) or what we need to do how we need to fix it and then she leaves me alone for like another hour and i'm like all right i'll come back and then once we kind of get it a little bit further um she gets down on the drums and i'm like all right now I like and I know nothing about drums. I just speak like to her the best that we can communicate to each other. I'm like, all right, I think it should go like and she's like, Okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so we just kinda go back and forth and we'll play through it like ten or twenty times and it like from the first time we play it to the last time we play it, like all these like minor tweaks happen. It's really it's really interesting to see like the like development of a song like happen in that way mm-hmm. and just like to listen to it from like the first time you recorded it. Like I'll I'll listen back to like the first recordings of some of these songs, just like my voice memos and I'm like, Oh, I didn't even realize that we changed that part. It's just like these little things that like that feel better as you're singing it. You're like, yeah, it should probably go this way. So, yeah, I mean, there's not really like a like a super specific process other than that. But, yeah, I just kind of do it on my own. And then we come together and kind of hammer the rest of it out. Um, and so, for example, with Unidentified, which did come out this year, how long did that <laughs> EP take to pull together from start to finish? Um, so with this EP, um, we had two other members at the time Mm -hmm. and, um, we were working together on like the writing process. Um, and it was the same kind of thing. Like we were coming down to the wire we didn't have a lot of material. And so we went into the studio with some rough ideas, um, and a lot of, more just like the music itself not necessarily the lyrics or the melodies um and we went into the studio with justin reimer at crosstrack studios in memphis tennessee um and he is awesome to work with like i texted him a week before we were going to the studio i was like i don't have anything i'm freaking out i don't know what to do and he was like it's gonna be okay like we're gonna work it out like don't worry about it everything like stay on track and we'll make it happen and so we showed up, and, um, yeah, we just kind of, like, everybody everybody vibed together really well, and, um, like, someone was, like, I, they would send me downstairs to, like, work on my laptop and try and come up with lyrics while they would be, like, laying down, like, the, like, recording the drums or recording the bass or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'd come up and I'd be like, all right, like, this is what I got. Like, they would take, like, my natural process my natural writing process and like put me in that environment but still try and like make me comfortable so that was cool um and I would just write what I could and then we come up together and we'd all like work it out together that was like the first time I've ever really written like as a group and it was really cool to like see how everything like came together and us all like working together for something was really it was like a very different experience for me but it was awesome that's really cool. Um, I also wanted to talk about the artwork for the record because I'm a, I'm a music nerd first and foremost, and I'm an artwork nerd. And so this really cool kind of um, doll slash clown female figure on the cover, where did the design like for that come from? Okay, so the um, artist now... I'm going to try my best to say her name, but I might mess it up. It's like, I think it's Catalin Barinkley. Okay. Um, she is actually a tattoo artist in Peru. 
and I follow her on Instagram and I would see her work come because I love tattoos. Okay. Uh, I would see her work come up on my Instagram and I was just like, dang, like I really love like everything she does. Um, and she is just like, I felt like she was just like really good at capturing like what I wanted. So I reached out to her and she was just like, super open about it like it was really cool because sometimes you know you reach out to people and you're not sure like how they're going to respond to you or if they're going to want to like put their name on on something that you've done you know yeah and she was just like super excited and um i saw that she also had done like she went to school for graphic design as well because that's another thing like you don't know if like she might be a tattoo artist but you don't know if she could like translate that to an album artwork cover you know right um, but she was, she had done graphic design, so she knew exactly what she was doing and she's super busy as is, but she took it on as a project and I sent her the music and she just listened to it. I kind of gave her the, I, like I gave her like the basic outline of what we wanted and I just told her like what the name was going to be. And I told her to listen to the music and kind of come up with her own thing. Like I wanted her to do that on her own, mm-hmm. um, based off of what she was feeling from what she was listening to. And that's what she came up with. Um, and we were super stoked about it like that. That's like the first, like there was no like, all right, maybe like change this or try it again. Like that was what she came up with and it was a hundred percent spot on. So we were super stoked about that. That's so awesome. I love stories like that where artists just collaborate they just reach out to somebody they like and that's how the work comes to be you know it's, mm-hmm. it's it continues to allow me to believe that that sense of community in music still exists you know yeah exactly um so uh, my next question is so you guys i'm noticing that you guys have been on tour it looks like pretty consistently since mid-march um do you guys like being on the road do you like playing live i imagine so no we hate it (laughs) yes it's amazing um i like can't think of anything that i'd rather be doing um we come out here and we live in this bus and with a bunch of smelly guys and go to these shows and i mean sometimes there's a ton of people there and sometimes there's five people there but every time it's a blast and everybody who sees us is so excited and like the people we meet is it's just like really cool to like you know you, like before before we really started touring because the first time we actually went on tour was november of 2016 mm-hmm. um but we've been a band since um 2010 so um it was like a long time before we actually got out on the road and got to meet some of these people who've been supporting us for so long. Like we have this fan base online and there's all these people from all over the country who buy your merch and message you and you talk to them regularly and they talk to you about how like your music has like affected their lives and um, just like like you mean a lot to them and like they mean the world to us as well. So to, like come out here and be able to meet some of these people that we like we've known for years is like just like the coolest thing ever um but yeah like people come up to me and like some of them like you know some people don't have like their pictures on facebook they just have like random pictures right yeah and you don't know who they are and they come up there they like say their name and i'm like oh my god like (laughs) i am so happy to meet you that's like instant connection because i know exactly who you are right and like we've been friends for so long so it's just it's really cool to like meet everybody and um 
I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. I really love it. Um, would you say that your um, um, social media presence has been helpful to curating and, and being is being a band? Absolutely. Social media. I feel like social media is like nearly everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how they did it like without social media. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Because like, I mean, we just recently started like really focusing on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, every single show that we play people come up and they're like yeah like i i try to ask people like what brought you out tonight like what band did you come to see or who are you here to support and um these people are like oh yeah uh you followed me on instagram and it's just like really crazy that like you could just follow someone on instagram and then they like they follow you so closely that they know like when you're coming to town they come to a show because of it and you like you don't realize that just like by simply following somebody that like you're reaching out to them and they recognize that and then they support you in return so it's really cool like social media is amazing that's awesome yeah i feel like it can be a double double edged sword but if you're if you're really open to connecting with your fan base and you're looking to just kind of spread the word however possible, it can be a really useful tool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the the new EP. So we were talking a little bit about you guys playing live and like when you were picking your singles from the EP, how you were trying to figure out what your favorites were. Do you guys have favorites when you play live? Like, are there certain songs on the new EP or even your full length that you prefer to play live or that are your go-to songs? Well, okay. It's really hard because, um, we, we start out with lights out, which I think is just like a really, I mean, it's the first song on the EP. Sure. So I think it's a really good opener, like as far as that goes. And then like, as far as like live, it's just really high energy and it comes in really strong. And, um, I don't know. I just, I really like, like the lights go down in the beginning and we have like this little intro piece that comes in and then like lights out starts and like people, the people who do know it, like they recognize it instantly and you just Mm -hmm. like the lights go on and you see people's faces and just like when people are into it and it's like something that you've created, you've put out there and other people are digging it. Like, it's just really awesome. So I really like that song. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we cover, um, we do a cover of zombie, which we've done for forever. We've covered that song. That's one of the first songs we ever learned as a band and we just can't seem to kick it. Like every time, every time we go on tour, like maybe we should do a new cover because bands, they always change up their covers when they go out constantly, you know, and we just can't seem to drop that one. And then especially after she passed away, you know, we were like, well, no, we definitely can't drop it. Like we have to keep it. And like the crowds have just been eating it up. Like they dig it so much. So especially if they're a fan of that band, like it, you know, it means so much more now, of course, since she's passed to be able to hear that song live since it, you know, when someone covers, it might be the only opportunity that you get to now. And so exactly, I'm, I'm sure it really connects with those fans who are fans of the cranberries as well. Yeah, yeah. So the response has just been really awesome as far as that goes, too. It's like you get a lot of crowd reaction from that one. And I mean, like crowd energy like feeds the show so much. Like like I I, you feed off of people Mm -hmm. and like like whether it's like I said, whether it's five people, whether it's a thousand people or however many, like if you see people who like are feeling it, like it makes you feel it like 10 times more. Whether than like if you just looked out and you saw people ignoring you, I'd be like, oh, well, this is just like a practice then, you know, like you just like look at each other and you're like, all right. But like when people are digging it, you're like, okay. 
and then I feel like you feed off of them and they feed off and it just like gets higher and higher it's crazy it's just like such a crazy experience have you had to play to any like struggle to play through some dead rooms where that energy wasn't there um I wouldn't necessarily say when we have people in the room Uh people love it but that, I mean, there's obviously as a touring band and starting out, like there have been rooms that we've played where there's literally no one there. Right. <laughs> like sure. we played this one show in Austin, um, on our first tour and there was literally just the sound guy. Oh no. <laughs> and I was That's like, rough. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, shows like that do happen and, and you know, the night, of the week that you're playing affects it and monday nights are hard tuesday nights are hard you never know but um you know you get a strong promoter and you work hard it's i mean it's up to the bands as well you have to put in your effort as well and um you know everybody puts in a good chunk of effort and i think you can get a really good show out of anything um talking a bit about touring some more since it seems like you guys do it quite a bit um is that do you have a specific thing you like to do on tour besides writing music that like helps pass the time when you're going between town to town you know do you have any things that you do to maybe blow off steam or cool down a little bit while you're on the road um so i mean we have like this bus that we tour in it's like this old prison bus and we've like renovated it and so we all have like our own beds and everything so we all kind of have our own little space where you can get away from everybody because it can be frustrating when you're confined to a small area with six people for months on end you know um but getting to be able to go into your own bunk and just kind of you know look out the window or whatever uh, i think that definitely helps a lot um i have been like trying to get into graphic design recently mm-hmm. i just got like adobe illustrator and everything so i spent a lot of time on my computers kind of messing around uh like on that but yeah other than that i mean like i i kid myself and i like bring like a couple books but i've <laughs> never even once opened a single book on tour um ah, that's funny <laughs> that's really funny. i know i have them I, i'm like this time i'm gonna read and i never do it um <laughs> But, yeah, I pretty much just try to sleep when you can because a lot of times you don't get a chance to sleep. Mm -hmm. So if we're driving, I try and take that opportunity to sleep. And, I mean, honestly, when we're not driving, we're pretty much at the venue. We try to get to the venues really early. um, And you can always go to, like, areas around the venue. You can go to malls and stuff like that and try and reach out to people who are, like, hanging out at the mall, like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Like, there's a show down the street. Um, like, you can always just, like, meet people who are in the area. You never know who you're going to run into. Like, your next biggest fan might be there, you know? Sure, totally. Um, the the next thing I wanted to chat about a little bit was, so you had uh, a full-length back in 2015, Double Exposure, and then you have the EP that just came out this year. Are you working on a full-length album to release sometime soon, or is the goal to kind of focus with on the music that you have right now and tour that music? So we, we put out the EP in January, mm-hmm. um, and we've been touring on that, and we plan to continue touring on that, but we are in the process of uh, writing I mean, as I explained my writing process earlier, you can, you, you, 
you can guess how it's going, but um, we're working on it, and um, we do definitely have plans to record a full length. Like that's going to be the next step as far as like release goes for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we like I love like putting out new music. It's so much fun. Like like people get so excited to like hear that you're putting out new music, and like then 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 it comes out and everyone's just like so excited about it and like to see people like singing along to your songs like i just want to like create more for people to know you know Mm -hmm. so um we're definitely like looking forward to putting out a full length um and so yeah i mean i don't really have a time frame for it sure um but yeah depends on how much writing you do in how much time (laughs) right Um, uh, how long have uh, you and your sister been playing music together? Have you guys always been interested in music since you were kids? Um, so I'm not sure when exactly the like my interests switched to music. Um, I I mean like back whenever we were kids, uh, like we both used to play soccer. Um, that was like a big interest of ours Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be a vet (laughs) and then I learned how much school you have to go to for that. And I was like, okay, uh, change my dreams. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just kind of ended up, I mean, the one thing that I can really think that really, um, like changed, uh, my focus onto music was, and this story is like a little bit ridiculous, but we were, um, we went to a pawn shop and I was probably like 13 mm-hmm. and, um, I had never even touched a guitar in my entire life. And I saw this super cheesy guitar on the wall and, um, it was, it was like a flying V and it was like this icy blue color and it had like this girl painted on it and like some like bleeding roses or whatever. But you know, I was 13. Right. I was like super emo. This was like this guitar, like had my soul painted on it. <laughs> so I had to have it. It was like my right. dream guitar. <laughs> and, um, my dad was like, you don't even play guitar. Why am I going to get that for you? So I didn't get it, but he did tell me that if I did learn how to play guitar and I proved that I was like, focused on it and that's what I wanted that they would buy me a guitar so I mean we had like this little acoustic guitar at the house and I played that thing non-stop like all the time mm-hmm. I had like band-aids on my fingers and it was and then it was just like like as emo as it could get like I was just playing till my fingers bled and I was just like <laughs> bleeding my soul and my music <laughs> so I was all about it Um, but yeah, so I learned how to play guitar and my dad took me to, um, guitar center and I got a Gibson SG. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of just like this, I guess really the start of it all was that cheesy little blue guitar, some random pawn shop, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. And then Taylor, Taylor had always wanted to play the drums, um, but I think that's like every parent's worst nightmare is hearing that your kid wants to play the drums. Right. That's like so loud all the time. <laughs> so they, um, when rock band came out is, um, I guess was like her first little like taste of that. Honestly. Um, 
and she, I mean, she would just play the drums on Rock Band 24-7, and so that was the closest thing she could get to a real drum set, and um, when that girl was killing it every day on Expert, her parents <laughs> were like, okay, maybe we should get her a drum set, so they got her this uh, electric drum set, um, some headphones, which I guess was the best compromise for everybody, Right. and uh, she was just playing that thing nonstop, like, all the time, and um, she eventually got a real drum set once we decided to start a band together so i was like we can't be in a band and play the electric drum set that's kind of whack <laughs> so so she got a real drum set then and um yeah we just kind of started and playing so when you guys started playing together was it always the scars heel on time has that always been the band for the two of you or did you start as a different band first that is actually the original name and like the like we've always kept it and that's mm -hmm. just like the way it's always been and like a lot of people think that we might have had like a change or like that um we might have like started off under a different name or like a whole bunch of different things could have happened but no like we started off with this name and we've stuck with it and it has a lot of meaning to us and i don't think that we would ever really want to change it it's a big part of who we are you know yeah totally um how did you guys come up with the band name um, so in 2010, um, our dad was diagnosed with brain cancer mm. and, um, he got surgery and he had a big old scar on the side of his head and we would tell him that was kind of like our family thing. We would tell him, you know, the scars heal in time. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like our little phrase that we would say. And, um, we just kind of took that, like, um, like as I said, like my dad took us to that pawn shop. He played guitar, mm -hmm. um, and him and I took guitar lessons together and we would do like open mics and stuff at the local bars and um so music was just like a big part of our family or it became a big part of our family and um so once we started the band it was kind of just like like as a distraction as a way for all of us to you know spend time together but focus on something else mm -hmm. and um just like get out of the house and like he would go to all of our shows and he was hawking our t-shirts and like doing the whole thing so uh yeah that's kind of like where everything came from and how it all started for us that's awesome i mean it's terrible that you had to go through that but it's awesome that you were able to kind of take this thing that uh meant something to you because of something that happened in your life and turn it into mm -hmm. something to drive for and to work on i think that's a really cool way of um turning something that could be considered really horrible into something positive yeah um, when it comes to your songwriting and the lyrics, um, are you pulling from a lot of personal of your own personal experiences? Do you um, check in with your bandmates who also are pulling from their own personal experiences? Um, yeah, I do a little bit of both. Um, a lot of our songs are, I guess maybe a lot of our previous songs were about relationships and some of the ones on the EPR. Um, but um, I have had zero like relationship struggle like I've never had my heart broken I have uh been with my he's my fiance now but my first boyfriend ever is him and we've been together for nine years so like I've never experienced that um but I know a lot of people have and um like it really ruins a lot of people and you know people commit suicide over stuff like that um and I know whenever like I'm feeling something whenever I'm feeling sad or whatever I'm feeling like I like to listen to songs that are about that 
and you know whether they're happy songs or whether they're sad songs or whatever you know I don't when I'm sad I don't necessarily want to listen to it like a like an empowering song I want to I want to like I want to get down in my feelings you know right so like I'll listen to a sad song and make myself even sadder um but so I just kind of want I wanted to write music that people could feel um and that like they could relate to and know that like they're not the only person who goes through stuff like that and um I mean I just try to you know think about the people that I know who have been through those things or like you said check in on bandmates and um, just kind of like talk to people who have felt those feelings and um try and describe it in the best way that I can or that I could imagine you know Mm -hmm. um so that's where like our are like a relationship type songs come from but at the same time like i'm about to break um sounds like a relationship song but that's an actual personal song for me and it's uh really about a tornado that hit our house a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um and like (laughs) tornadoes are like my biggest fear ever and i've never been in one and um I was sleeping and um, this like tornado comes tearing through the yard and like rips up trees and like all this crazy stuff. And I was just like laying down the hallway and I was like, well, this is how it ends. And I was like, it's all over. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I could just remember I was, I was very calm. I wasn't like freaking out and I was literally just like, well, this is how it ends. Like that was the one, that was like the phrase that I said. And like, remember how I said, like I have those phrases that I write down. Uh I wrote that down. Gotcha. And that's like, that's a big lyric in that song. So, um, I wrote the song, um, like I can feel the thunder and like all those lyrics are all about like that, that happening. And, um, but I try, like I said, I try to, um, kind of leave things open um so as many people as possible can relate to it and whatever they're going through because it doesn't have to be about one specific thing you know it could be about many things so for me it's about a tornado but for somebody else it could be about a breakup or anything did you find it cathartic to write about that experience after having it did it help you kind of like get through this mild trauma that this terrifying tornado (laughs) caused yes absolutely i think i think writing is like great for that um, you know, you just like, you spill everything out and then like to like, to play it every night and to listen to it. And it's just like, I don't know, helps you get through stuff no matter what it is, whether it's a tornado or whatever. Mm. Um, so I know that you play guitar and you sing in the band. Are there any other instruments that you'd be interested in trying to learn to play or dabble with or stuff that you haven't played on the records that you, you want to play in the future? So I play piano as well, mm-hmm. um, and I can play the drums a little bit, um, but, and I mean, like, most most guitar players can, like, play, like, basic bass, because it's just your root notes. Right, of course. So, so I can do, like, that type of stuff, but I have always really wanted to learn how to play the cello, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I convinced my mom like one year she got me a cello for christmas like i have a cello that's a really nice one and i just cannot figure it out and it drives me crazy i thought like it would just be one of these things that i could just like pick it up and like just work through it and learn how to do it but i have got to get lessons or something because like 
I'm struggling. But I really would love to learn how to play the cello. So if anybody who hears this knows how to play cello and you want to hit your girl up, because I'm dying to know. <laughs> I'll make sure that if uh, any of my friends who uh, play strings, if they are interested in <laughs> teaching someone, I will point them in your direction. Um, awesome. Would you want to put cello in uh, the Scars Heal on Time records, future songs, if you learn Dude, to play absolutely. It? Absolutely. I think like really like, deep, uh, like moody uh string like arrangements are so cool and um i think if you just did like a like really just like oh i don't know you got me like all in my head now if you did like this like <laughs> cello thing and like a little bit of piano i would be dope i would love that that would be i cool. need to learn i mean i'm someone who especially when listening to any kind of rock is a sucker for strings in rock music yeah. i just think yeah. it adds a certain level of drama to whatever music you're writing better yeah or, you know for better or worse like as far as positivity or negativity but it adds this weight and drama i think to a lot of that kind of emotional music yeah i agree totally um i want to go back to something you talked about a little bit when it comes to you listening to music um you said something that i relate to where you talked about how like if you're sad you'll listen to sad music to really dive into your feelings to kind of push yeah. to the other side do you find that um you go to music a lot when you're emotional and if you are trying to work through stuff are there certain bands that you go to the most when you're listening to music um i definitely go to music um whenever I'm like, uh, I don't know, like, like I, I, the thing that like just makes me think about this is like, there's this meme that I keep seeing on Facebook that was like, it's pretty much that exactly. It's like, um, like you feel sad. So you listen to sad music to make yourself even sadder or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I just like, I don't know, there's something about it that like, it just makes like, it makes you feel, it makes you feel bad because you already feel bad. Mm -hmm. And then you listen to sad music and you're like, all right, I still feel bad, but it makes you feel better. Like in this weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely do go to music whenever I'm feeling anything. Um, and like, you know, you have like your music that you listen to and you're just driving, you just want to like jam. And, um, but I always listen to some bands that I like always listen to. I listen to, um, like the new bring me the horizon album a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I listen to, uh, Paris a lot. I feel like they're really, um, like they're like that, like dark pop kind of just like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, weirdly like the music itself just kind of sounds sad even mm -hmm. if it's not like a sad song right. um i definitely as you can tell prefer to listen to sad music yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know I, there's just something like mysterious and like intriguing to me about like just like dark sounding music mm -hmm. dark and moody music um but another band that i like am constantly listening to right now is a band that we just went on tour with recently um called rivals mm -hmm. and they are super awesome like i i have them like on repeat That's they're awesome. so good i'll have to uh check them out i've not heard of them but now i'm yeah for sure um who would you say some of your biggest influences are as a singer and as a guitar player um i would say we definitely like as a band are really uh influenced by hailstorm mm -hmm. and like the pretty reckless and bands like that um and 
Um, personally, as a vocalist, um, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm is a big one. Obviously, I just said that. Yeah. And um, the Cranberries are a big one. Um, Nirvana. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we listen to music from like all different kinds of times. I listen to, I really like to listen to um, like Etta James. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this movie called Cadillac Records. I've heard um, of it, but I've not actually seen it. It's so good. I'll have to check and, it out. And um, yeah, and Beyonce plays Etta James and she sings some of the Etta James songs and they're just like incredible covers of that music. So, I mean, I listen to like all kinds of stuff. Well, I mean, that's good. I feel like, um, to be a versatile musician, especially in this day and age when there's so much access to so much stuff that you have to listen to a variety of things. Cause otherwise if you're just kind of drilling down on rock and heavy rock and punk, you're not going to really grow. If you're listening to stuff outside of that though, you can pull from things that other people might not think of in the same genre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, how, how long have you been singing for? You know, you said you got a guitar when you were younger, but have you always been a singer? Have you always wanted to sing, or did that come later? So I actually did not want to sing at all. That was, like, never my thing. Mm -hmm. And I did not, um, like, I never imagined that this is, like, what I would be. This is, like, exactly what I did not want to be. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to be, like, a female front-end, like, lead singer. No, I just wanted to be, like, a shredder. I just wanted to play guitar mm -hmm. and just be, like, cool and be, like, off to the side and, like, <laughs> do my own thing. And then I started to play guitar, and I don't know, like... I just started singing along with it and I was like, stop, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just eventually just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. So I, I was terrible when I first started. I was not a singer, <laughs> but you can definitely work at things and you can definitely become better because you should have heard me when I first started. It was whack. <laughs> you you would have heard me and you just said, girl, you're not a singer. But, um, but I, I don't know, once I started singing and playing guitar at the same time, I was like, there's something about this feeling, like, this is, like, what, this is what I want to do. And um, I just worked really hard at it, and I'm still working at it, and I, you know, I think every day you can get better, and you just keep practicing and you know keep achieving sure well i feel like if anyone's just perfect when they first start it's like why bother at that point like if you're not yeah, constantly sure. improving you know then what do you do where are you going like you know why even keep playing if you don't have to improve so and i yeah. think i think that's also really good to hear because i'm sure there are plenty of people out there who are who like to sing but may not consider them singers or may not even have a great singing voice but that doesn't mean that that's the end that there's nothing yeah. you can do about it this idea that anybody can learn almost anything if you put the time in you know the whole 10,000 hours thing it's if uh -huh. you just work at it you'll get better at it but you want to have to get you have to want to get better at it you know exactly exactly and like as I mean as you practice like there's just like 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 in unidentified like I have this like grit in my voice mm -hmm. and like certain like infliction on certain words that I like just discovered that I have. I did not, I have never known that I could do that. And it just like happened one day when we were recording and I was like, what was that? <laughs> and we just like kept like trying it and over and over again. And eventually like, 
like we got it and and now that's like a huge part of like my vocal arsenal like that's like one of my favorite things that I can do vocally so there's just like all these little things that you like you don't know that you can do until you accidentally do it and you're like whoa that was weird so it's really cool it's like it's a really cool experience that's awesome that's really really cool um before we wrap up we're almost at the end um I wanted to ask and it, it it's kind of a predictable question, but I always, I've never really gotten the same answer from an artist. And it's the whole, you know, if you could tell someone who's working at trying to be in a band something that you didn't know when you started, like, what advice would you give? Because I think it's really, when I'm talking to musicians who especially have um, interesting and unique backgrounds, that they can offer a lot of really cool information on how to get started as a band. So what kind of um, advice would you give to up-and-coming musicians or artists that you might not have known when you first started? Um, I would say I have, okay. I have like two main pieces of advice. My first piece of advice would be, um, if you are a girl or you have a female in your band at all, um, that yes, like people, people say like, you're not going to get the same opportunities or, um, that they're not going to take you seriously. And that is true. I feel like there's like two different sides of it. Like half the people aren't going to take you seriously. And the other half of the people are going to go like above and beyond for you to like give you every opportunity that they could possibly give you. You know, like I've met some of the most kind and, like nurturing people in the entire world on tour because they're just like oh you're just like out here and I just want to take care of you I just want to help you (laughs) and um it's just it's really nice you know Mm -hmm. um but there are people out there who aren't going to take you seriously and like don't let that discourage you um like you can do absolutely anything and just like keep going you know Mm -hmm. and um don't be afraid to like follow up like an all male band or um, that anybody will outperform you because you can, you know, just like just be you. Do your own thing. And the people who are watching you are going to dig that because it's a genuine experience, you know? Sure. Um, so that's what I would say on that end. On the other end, I would just say for any band is to do everything like for yourself um like labels are great if you get the right deal and management's great if you have a um uh someone who's looking out for your best interests but there are people out there who are not always going to want to do that and there's a lot of people out there who are going to be in it for themselves and sometimes it's best for you to just take things in your own hands and book your own shows and be your own manager and be your own voice for your own band. Cause it's your craft and nobody knows it better than you. And for you to be able to go out there and be like, like reach out to people and be like, this is my band. This is what we're doing. And this is why you need to have me in your venue. People will respect that if you come at them, um, like in the right way. And, um, they'll see that like you are the one putting in the effort and um, feel like you get a lot more chances that way. So just like do things for yourself and nobody else is going to fight harder for your dreams than you are. So why wouldn't you want to be the one, um, you know, making contact with these venues and these people. So that's my, that's my other piece of advice. 
That's awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's been a pleasure to get to talk to you. I'm excited to see more from from the band. Uh, I've really, and sincerely, I mean it, I've really dug Unidentified. I've been listening to it a ton, and so I can't wait thank to you. hear uh, new music. Um, if you ever make it to New York, I'll definitely be right in the front row to see you guys play, that's for sure. Yeah, awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, the one last favor I'll ask is we have a saying on this podcast, which um, summates essentially that art, is, good art makes good life. And the saying is music is life and life is good. That's our sign off. I would love if you could say that for me now. All right. Music is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.